This is the Trivium Dad Podcast. My name is Nick, and welcome. Dearest listeners, I'm here to ask for your support, not your financial support. It would be great if you could donate. It would help support the Trivium Dad podcast and Upward Enrichment Service. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then leave a review because it will help other people find the show. And two, tell a friend about the show. Or better yet, tell a whole bunch of friends. Thank you. This program may contain strong languages and topics that might not be suitable for all listeners. I wanted to dedicate this podcast to fathers. I don't think fathers, they get a lot of credit when it comes to their role in, you know, being a parent. And it's just a perception. It's like a father's job is to earn a paycheck, uh, be invisible, and they don't need any praise. That's what it seems like. That's the societal norm. For more than 200 years, a mother's love was generally considered paramount in child development. Moreover, mothers were assumed to nearly be exclusive in the daily responsibility for the care of children. Fathers, you know, they were seldom mentioned in the popular press before the mid-1920s, except occasionally as breadwinners and disciplinarians. Well, a father's love was virtually unrecognized by the media. The word mothering elicited for many a warm, fuzzy, nurtured feeling, whereas the term fathering elicits feelings of something stronger, colder, harder, and less affectionate. Like we had to be that stern figure that were was pretty much we don't have any emotions we don't show any emotions we got to be the tough guy we got to make sure you know we kind of have that balance between fear and love and we can't show any emotions because then that makes us as a man weak the term father's love is not used in everyday discourse but a mother's love is i mean if you look at songs that are sung you know, the one that I could just think up right now off the top of my head is Tupac's Dear Mama. Where is our song? Where is Dear Daddy? <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I'm not saying when it comes to a mother's love, it's very important. And children, you know, naturally gravitate to mom. But, you know, being a father, you do need you know, when it comes to regardless of if it's a boy or a girl, having your father around, you know, creates this aura of stability and you have somebody there that has your back. Like they're going to be your guard, uh, your bodyguard or, you know, if something goes wrong. Go to your daddy. Even the phrase father's love sounds strange to some. Yet many feel comfortable with mother's love. Popular literature is filled with references to both mothering and parenting 
when referring to caregiving, but the term fathering is almost never used in this context. One of the most enduring historical elements defined in fatherhood has nothing to do with rearing children, but deals with the assumption that the major role of fathers within the family is to be an economic provider, the breadwinner, the person that puts food on the table, makes sure the light bill is paid, the one that just makes sure that when it comes to do we have groceries in the house and do we have the, the necessities and uh, could we, you know, make sure that the home repairs are done, that the sewer trap is cleaned, that we are in essence carrying the laundry bag to the laundromat, you know, driving as if we're taxi drivers, dropping people off. That's what, you know, it's perceived. That's all we need to do. And throughout much of the 20th century and earlier, beginning with the advent of industrialization in the 19th century, many American men judged themselves and were judged by others, judged their personal worth and judged their success as husbands and fathers in relations to the ability to provide economically for their families. Since the 1940s, This essential role has been de-emphasized somewhat, although it has been altogether abandoned or replaced. The sheer ideology of men being the breadwinner was used by many researchers over the course of 20th century to explain fathers' apparently limited involvement in child care. I know that fathers are salient, and mitigating the child's thought and to help with depression and depressed emotions and behavioral problems. And it includes, you know, conduct disorder and externalizing behaviors, including aggression or vandalism. We help as parents overall, but I think also father helps with telling their child, that is wrong. And the way we say it with our tone and the way we look and our body language kind of makes it known that, you know, don't mess up again. Because it's, you know, we're going to always be around to tell you you're doing wrong. And you're not going to like how we say it. As a father, when you're actively involved in your child's life, develop a habit of just paying attention to the details. You just learn how to gauge your child's emotions and initiate a conversation or not. Sometimes when it comes to when you want somebody to know how you feel, you don't necessarily need to use words. You give a certain look, a certain stare. You make facial expressions. Your body language is stiff. Child knows exactly how you feel based on how you're acting. And that's the value of being a father. We're just able to express ourselves in ways that it registers really quick in a children's mind. I think, you know, your child, they pay attention to you. They always look 
they see your daily routine when you're a father. You wake up early. You're getting ready for work. They see you getting ready for work, dressing. Always the same routine. Daddy's sick. Doesn't matter. Daddy's up. Daddy doesn't feel good. They don't need to know that. Every day you're doing the same thing. You're not complaining because, you know, as men, we're kind of taught to keep our emotions to ourselves, to, you know, to just move a certain way. Childs, they pay attention to that. All of that, all of those habits, they, they kind of sense, they don't have a full comprehension, but they sense that a lot of pressure goes on a father. They may not understand it when they're a child, but when they become uh, young men or women, they start to say, hey, wow. You know, and this, this podcast is focused on fathers. I'm not taking anything away from mothers. I think you guys get a lot of credit, well-deserved credit. But when it comes to fathers, children realize, you know, when they get older that, wow, daddy did a lot. And I didn't realize daddy did a lot. And that was with me too. I realized my dad, when I became 25, 26, I was like, wow, dad did do a lot. I didn't really notice it. It wasn't like he was going around beating a drum. When you start to think, because you start to now get into the motions of being a father, like, wow, my dad, my dad kept this composure because I remember certain things I did, and my dad didn't didn't really get mad or angry like that. He he had that composition. But all I have to say is like, I guess a good analogy is like they see that you're a lion. And you have a lot of scars. And that when you have a lot of scars and you're a lion, you just hunt the best. The equivalent of hunting is you go ahead and provide for your family. You're not bringing an animal to be skinned and gutted and to be cooked up. But you're bringing in the money necessary for the family to have economic stability. There's a lot of things that we do. In addition to what I said, like we sit down and read bedtime stories to our children. We take them to school and hold their hands. And we, you know, we, we make sure if they're crying that we, we give them um, sympathy and empathy. And we make sure that we, we say, hey, we're human beings too when it comes to guys. Like we have feelings. Uh, we, we probably got you know, a lot of feelings that people don't see. We got to carry ourselves a certain way. That's what it is. And we take our kids to the doctor and we sit in that sick room area and we see the receptionist looking like, oh, okay, it's all these uh, mommies with their kids and there be daddies in there. I sometimes be one of those daddies in the sick room. And it's like, you could just see like people look at you like, wow. You're here, you're here, you're here, you're not, you know, it's not your wife, it's you <laughs> bringing your kid and you kind of stumble it, like you don't know all the information, like when they're asking you certain things, like what, uh, GHI card, I don't know the number, <laughs> look it up, oh, we got a new system, uh, yeah, let me, let me, let me make a couple phone calls, <laughs> and we take our kids to, you know, if it's soccer practice or music, I mean, I was taking my kids to their piano lessons and one of my kids had piano, the other had guitar. My son was, you know, doing the Navy, the Navy Sea Cadets at one point. 
And I was getting up early and doing that. And yeah, we're when you go to the school and you're sitting in the audience, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much close to a 50-50 split of moms and dads sitting there watching their kids perform in some Christmas uh, show, singing, I don't know, uh, Jingle Bells, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Christmas is around the corner too, so I got to get in that mood. But yeah, we're there. And I don't think, again, to echo, like, you know, I just want to give in this podcast credits to dads. Dads, I see you out there. I know you're doing your thing. I know you're you're not getting the credit that you deserve. And, you know, we I mean, what credits do we deserve? I heard one person say, that's your job. You made those kids. <laughs> I, heard, I heard this person say it to another person, but I'm like... Well, you know, wow, like, don't we get some credit, though? We want to hear, we want some affection. We want some love. We don't necessarily need it, but damn, it would be nice. And we understand that, you know, our children, are, you don't got to tell us that we need to take care of our kids. We take care of our kids. Don't you see them? They're smiling. They're happy. But, you know, I think it should be equal. It's a fair society. Men and women are treated equally. Moms could get uh, love and songs and, you know, the whole kitten and caboodle. Oh, I, want, I want that, too, for the guys. We need that. We deserve that. I want to play this clip uh, from Correction Officer Calvin Williams on the importance of fathers. But today what I want to talk about is my biggest job. That's being a father. I look at a lot of these young men in here and I see like these pictures holding the football, got all of that going on. I see that all the time. I see so many people walking around here that show so much potential, but maybe somewhere along the way that guidance wasn't there. So what I'm trying to talk to you all about today is each and every one of you, be it you a father or be it that you have the ability to talk to children in whatever way. I just want to point out the fact that me personally, I didn't have my father. When I grew up at the age of six, my family broke up. I came from Detroit, east side of Detroit. Came out here and uh, started a new life. Okay, there was a lot of atrocities that go on. I can go the long story, everybody got theirs. Okay, I'm not trying to go into all of that. But the bottom line was my pops wasn't there. I would see men, they look like my dad. I missed him. I would want to talk. He wasn't available. It's okay, cool. I grew up, very masculine kid. Okay, love girls, hit hard, like to play ball, like to play basketball, everything masculine. But the thing was, was the means of passage was missing. I didn't have one. My means of passage was how hard I could hit. My means of passage was, how big was my knot in my pocket? My means of passage was how well could I hold my liquor? My means of passage were all of these negative influences because I was influenced by those who didn't have an influence themselves. Blind leading the blind. A bunch of kids out there trying to survive. So I can't take claim to being so smart and making all of the right decisions. I'm here because God allowed me to be here. I didn't grow up saying I'm going to be a correctional officer one day. 
Oh, I, I had much dreams more grandiose, if you will. Figuring I'm a very talented guy and I could take it anywhere. But God places you exactly where you need to be. I'm very happy to be here. I lost my wife less than two years ago, 23 years. Okay, I got three beautiful children. Not having my dad, man, I got a firm fight to be a father. Didn't realize how difficult it was when mama was gone, until she was gone. Being a provider is piece of cake compared to being a single parent. Being involved. I look at a lot of you, and I see my son's face when I look at you. And so it gives me a fierce fight. And I'm asking all of you. I hear some of you on the phone. You know that's my job. I got to listen sometime. <laughs> you know? And I hear some of you talking to your sons, to your daughters. That's the difference. You see, your presence in their lives gives them validation. They ain't got to find it in the streets. Men who have jobs, busting your tail for that dollar and forgetting about the child that's watching you every day. What's most important right now is to pay attention. We as fathers are logically capable of being able to watch our child and say, you know what, I see that habit, I'm going to curb it right now and get them where they need to be. That's how we do it. And if we do it, if enough of us are trying, you don't have to be way up here, way down there. It's just the fact that you say, I love you. I'm watching you. It makes a world of difference, man. Because it's that guy in the street that say, hey, man, I got you, I got you. And he ain't really got it. Ain't nobody going to ever have you like your daddy got you. When you love your child and you understand the pains of life, you will fight. And I ask all of you, men, stand up, be fathers. And this will change tomorrow, I promise you. Thank you. Had to play the air horns. That speech was powerful. Showed the importance of, I mean, it it was beautiful what this man had to say. He's a single father. His wife died. He's taking care of three kids. He's showing it from a context that I don't think a lot of people could relate from, could relate to being a single father. Uh, being being a man that's providing, but you know he's showing that he he has you know he's displaying love and care, and he's making sure that he is uh, supportive to his family and and that's what I mean. There's a lot of guys out there, and again, we don't go around saying we need uh, people to recognize us. Just understand that our role, our role, we play a pretty big part. In a child's life. For most people, life's major satisfaction and pain revolves around personal relationships with others. For children, the most powerful of those relationships are the ones with their parents. One dramatic, important component of the concept of quality of relationship has to do with how much warmth, comfort, caring, You know, are you nurturing them? Are you affectionate or just simply love? 
parents can, for example, be warm or affectionate or cold and unaffectionate, hostile and aggressive, or indifferent and just neglecting. They can engage in undifferentiated rejection. And when you reject the child, you know, it just, and you don't really care about them, want them or love them without necessarily having clear indicators that as a parent, when you're showing these kind of trends, it leaves deep, indelible scars in their minds and they turn to their friends and, you know, they turn to wherever they're going to find love and support. And that could be, you know, hopefully there's a good mentor, but most of the time it's people that are up to no good. So I know in a podcast I talked about the four types of parenting skills and, and when it comes to, you know, to all the dads out there doing their thing, making sure that they're showing all kinds of love and affections to their family. We need to applaud that. These and you know, again, when it comes to the overarching construct of parental acceptance, when it comes to being a dad, when it comes to, you know, making sure that you are a strong presence in your family. As a dad, I could just, you know, reflect. Sometimes there's just a lot going on and you're trying to just, and you're just unbalanced because you, you got the stress of the world on your shoulders and you got to bear that weight and people don't understand that. You know, you, you could talk to your wife or you could talk to whoever you talk to when it comes down to it. I see you out there, all the good dads. I know you're out there and I know you're doing all that you need to do for your children. And people will say, that's your job. You're supposed to do that. And they're correct. You are supposed to do that. But does it hurt to get the necessary praise and applause and just, you know, someone saying you're doing a great job? Dads, uh, all the good dads out there, I see you. Uh, A father's love means all the world to you. A lot of people will say, you know, it's your job to take care of your kids. And yes, they're correct. It is your job to take care of your kids. But it doesn't hurt to get the, the attention and the praise and for people to recognize the good job that you're doing. And I want to be one, and there's people that's doing it already, but I want to be the one to say that you're doing a great job, that a father's love is as important and as needed in a child's life. And I want to tell you, keep up the good job, because it means a whole world to you and to your family and to your children. Follow us on social media. U-E-S-N-Y-S Check out the website U-E-S-N-Y-S dot com Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Thank you for listening